0: Hey, Sean. Hi, David. Don't you hate when you are in the thick of a deep and difficult game of Call of Duty Zombies, and you find a group of people that uh, are like down to do some extreme contract stuff, and all of this planning goes involved, everything's involved to, to get the the items that we need to open up a portal to fight this big scary worm thing only for one person to drop the ball and not have the item in their inventory to actually complete (laughs) said contract
1: i'm just i just got so angry because i forgot about this (laughs) um we we were trying to play the red worm um which um gives some really good loot but you have to you have to plan for it and you have to pick up some usbs and stuff and this guy was giving all these instructions and we were like vibing. Everybody was good. And myself and my, the one teammate, we go get the one off the, the mosque roof. And then David and his partner go get something. And then everybody's like doing their thing. Cause everybody's like split off to, to what their weapons are like at that time. And I was like, where's Delta, where's Delta. And I couldn't find it. And then I throw my, my <laughs> USB in Delta. And somebody's like, "Who has Bravo, who is Bravo. And nobody had Bravo. But the guy thought he
0: had to go get Delta. So we got two Deltas. It's it was so funny because it was probably the most organized we had ever been playing that game, especially with the fact that we've joined up with uh, four random people. It was uh, it was disappointing because I was just pretty excited for for that. But uh, you know, what's not going to be super organized, though.
1: <laughs> what's that?
0: This episode of the scene on no screen podcast. it's your favorite tabletop adventure movie or video game we've got you cover. welcome to the same
1: on-screen podcast with your host sean and david man i'm now just starting the show angry because i'm still so <laughs> upset about that
0: <laughs> You know what's uh, what was even more disappointing? So we we uh, joined up randomly with this one person, and after that game, because um, it was still fairly early in yeah, the evening, we played evening. like three games with that person. Yeah, and uh, it was disappointing bec- even more so because like we were actually planning on doing some other stuff, and then uh, they kept disconnecting. So the first time we like we jumped back into the game. And we were starting, we used all of our good stuff because we were planning on going hard. And then we ended up, uh, they ended up disconnecting. So then we we filled and then joined back in. And then we ended up doing like what? Just a regular ether thing or?
1: Well, no, we did like, dark ethers all.
0: Okay. One of the, like the, the story missions, like the harder ones. And then uh, they disconnected right before we finished that oh we did bad signal yeah you're right bad we're signal, totally yeah right. so it's a little disappointing but it was fun nonetheless and and you know we're, we always make new friends playing that game
1: yeah that was a, that was a good ad we had a lot of fun with that person so
0: um yeah
1: awesome uh they, 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 they were they were great i just don't want to say their name or anything um
0: yeah, no so, free advertisements.
1: Yeah, no free ads. So, <laughs> what's up with you? Uh, aside from playing some Call of Duty, what what you've been up to? You know what? Uh,
0: just more more construction in my house. Really, not really, nice. but kind of. So, here's, you've ordered stuff off Wayfair before.
1: Wayfair, Scott, just what you need.
0: Really, that's an advertising thing. That
1: is their jingle.
0: Oh, okay. So this is I I ordered a uh, like a kitchen countertop like or, or cabinets for like a sectional thing is probably like what 36 inches wide so it's like just a like a, a fairly short countertop unit thing right yeah because uh, we're going to add it to a, a spot in our kitchen and it said that it was backordered so it's going to be delivered in five to six weeks and I was like perfect this will give me enough time to uh, move some electrical outlets on that wall uh, paint it redo the trim and all this stuff right so I I I order it, and this was the first time I had ordered anything off Wayfair. So, you know, I spent like a good forty five minutes being like, "Is Wayfair legit? Like, is this an actual?"
1: <laughs> thing? Oh, it's Furniture Timu.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I I ordered it, and then two days later, I get a shipping notification. I'm like, "What the hell?" <laughs> so, five to six weeks ended up being, uh, or sorry, shipping in five to six weeks ended up being delivered in two weeks. Yeah. Only for it to even uh, it move even faster to it being delivered on Tuesday of Damn. next week. And it's not like this is like a small thing. Like these it's two boxes and each box apparently uh, weighs over 100, and like, over 100 pounds. So I'm like, oh, great. They're going to deliver it to like my front porch. And I'm going to have to figure out how to move this inside my house and find space to move it. And so... Yeah, it's kind of a uh, my that's that's my life right now is one job after the another. All Damn. for the all all to make one person happy.
1: Yourself, myself. The person in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a very oh. different week than you did. I uh I went to a toys and collectibles show.
0: Oh yeah, shit, you did. For and anyone and- that was following our Instagram stories.
1: We didn't we didn't have a ton of pictures up on it because uh I just didn't post a lot. I do have some stuff that I'm going to post um this weekend just from the show. Um I went with one friend and left with another cuz uh, we finished the show and then my one buddy was like Tony from uh, our our um our streams. Yeah. Um was like, "Hey man, are you still at the the toy show you said you were going to?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, I just drove down here. Do you want to hang out?" I was like, "Ah, oh, sure me and my buddy are done, so why not?"
0: We went around the show twice. There were some really cool things. Okay. So, so, so hold on. When you when you transferred friends, was it like the uh, Toy Story meme? Like I don't want to play with you anymore.
1: It, it was it was kind of funny because we were like right at the end of the show, and like th- he's like oh like my buddy was like oh I just gotta go to the bathroom and then I'm gonna head out and like my buddy called and was like oh I'm actually gonna stick around and, like my buddy just called me um he's just coming down the show wants to hang out for a bit like are you cool he's like yeah yeah we're cool so like they walked out and i uh uh, we like walked back and he's like hey did you like fill out the thing for the door prize i was like what door prize so we walked back and they're just like standing there awkwardly i was like oh (laughs) but it it was fun he was fine um it, it was neat so lots of star wars stuff there was mm-hmm. one. There was one booth, and uh, if you guys remember Eric Moon being on the show saying like how how they buy their booths, um, there was one booth that was a, a very large space. Like it took up, oh, uh, maybe twenty feet wide, and it was just all tables. It just smelled like somebody pulled it out of the, all of their garage. So like there was some stuff that was a little oily. Like there was like little miniature plane uh, engines, yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Not a really good thing. There was a whole plateful or a table full of Hulks, lots of Star Wars stuff, which was really cool. Uh, I yeah, you sent me
0: some pictures of some Star Wars stuff that, like, some diecasts that you've never Star seen Wars before that I haven't really seen. And and uh, you did find the some of the Star Wars uh, piggy banks, like moving banks.
1: Yes, there was no. Um, there was no Obi-Wan, yeah. but there was Qui-Gon, but... and then there was um, Darth Maul. Darth Maul was broken. There was also a Jar Jar Binks bank. A Jar yeah. Jar Banks.
0: Yeah, Jar 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 Banks. I mean, you know what? How, how much was it? It was you... uh,
1: It was 25 It was on like a $25 table.
0: Oh, yes. I mean, uh, if I was there, I probably would have bought that. See,
1: but you weren't. I wasn't shipping it to you, so that wasn't going to happen. But it was also very <laughs> janky. So I will tell you like I did pla- like I did touch the mechanical parts of it and it was just very flimsy. I didn't think it was kind of worth the twenty five bucks uh-huh. if, if I'm being a lost. lot of those
0: things were very flimsy anyways. Like they didn't really have because uh, they they everything moved just based off of like a a kind of shitty pulley system, but it was just rubber bands. Yeah. Right so, and motors. So
1: um Tony and I did find a um a little X wing made of Lego that was actually the give uh, the gift from um, so the pre order yeah. for um, Lego Star Wars the collection. Uh, the one thing that I will say though, and I'm like this one Lego table was super bad for it. Every gift that Lego gives away as a VIP gift was for sale. Every little bag of Lego that you get as uh, a little yeah. gift or a pre order bonus was for sale. I was in Dollarama the other day and I saw like a little Dumbledore in front of uh, Hogwarts. Yep. $4 somebody was selling it for 20 so like people are out there to make their money and I get oh, that yeah. 100% I, uh, I made a, a Toonie purchase and I bought a little what I thought was a Jar Jar figure <laughs> but I didn't notice the mask on the, the top it was just like they had like these little baggies of figures and like I wasn't going to like peel through it a bunch but I was like pretty upset afterwards when i realized it was a gungan warrior and i, I got <laughs> i noticed that as soon as i got in the car i thought you sent
0: me a picture and i was like oh yeah you got a gungan warrior okay you're like yeah i'm so disappointed
1: but i i didn't notice it while i was in there and I, like it was it was a bummer i bought a i bought a parks and recreation funko like a target exclusive i don't even have the parks and rec set but it was like a little sebastian and i thought that was really cool um i spent 20 bucks but i had a really good time my buddy spent a not that much more but i i kind of taught him how to haggle <laughs> which was funny because uh they had this dungeons and dragons um I, I think i sent you the picture it was like a like a a cast set or whatever so it was like a, a travel set so you got some like tokens you got some um like little spaces for some figurines he he bought a bunch of that little stuff and uh like i i thought that was pretty fun pretty cool it, it was called a dungeon. Uh, it was a camp, uh, campaign case for creatures. D&D. Person was like 30 bucks, So he's like, oh, maybe I'll come back. Well, I was like, why don't you just walk back and be like, hey, I'll give you 20 bucks right now. He's like, do you think she'll go for it? I was like, absolutely. This place is open to 1 and it's noon. <laughs> sure enough, 20 yeah, bucks.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So like these shows are like 9.30 a.m. till 1. Once they're done, they're done. So I was like, oh, do we go back earlier next time and see if there's better stuff? Or do we go at the, the same time when it's going to be super busy and wait for it to cool down a little bit while people are trying to like not bring stuff home? Um, Tony also got like this um, box of, of Star Wars stuff. Um, And it was like uh, there was two different Millennium Falcons and a like Star the Destroyer. Micro-ma-
0: the Micro Machine ones, right?
1: He got the Micro Machine Millennium Falcon and the Micro Machine Star Destroyer and he wanted to clean them up and paint them up but he got the whole box of toys for 25 bucks and like we didn't even know what the other one was we thought it was some sort of like playmobile kind of thing yeah and like Mm. spread spread out but there was lots of really cool little things there um there was some stuff that was super duper expensive as well um it was it was kind of a collection of everything really it was fun
0: you know what? I'm uh, I'm kind of jealous because you were, you know, I was doing but, something
1: you and I love to do together.
0: Well, that's the thing is is we whenever we would get together, that's what we do. We go to different, uh, we go to different stores. If we can find uh, like flea market or something like that, we'd go to it. So, you know, I, I felt a little left out, but I appreciate the pictures because I was living vicariously through you. If
1: you would have told me to buy something without hesitation, I would have bought it. I tried to get you another one of those X wings. And I went to the guy and he's like, Oh, are you interested? I was like, I was, but you have it listed for twelve bucks, and my buddy here just bought this one over there for six. Uh he's like, That's great. I was like, oh, you just lost the sale. <laughs> I know you got it for
0: free, you motherfucker. I know. Well, he he might not have got it for free. He might he have bought it. He got it with a game. For, he got it with the game, yeah.
1: But um, there were yeah, Lego, there was some sports stuff. I was so tempted. Somebody like offered me uh a jersey for 70 bucks. I cuz I I saw like a black mark on it. She's like, "Oh, I could drop it down to 70 from 80." But I was like, I still the logo just looked fake enough that I didn't think it was worth it. Mm. You know, like I, I I saw it. I caught on. But overall good time. Not a lot of video games, just lots of toys and games. Did well, you ever like, play?
0: What what do you expect from a toy convention or a toy <laughs> that, exchange? Well, what what was it called? Like toy,
1: a- toys and collectible um what the, was the word that they used?
0: It was just Emporium.
1: like it was, it, Yeah, it was just like a. <laughs> um, it was like it was like a big market. What it was, what it okay, was. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm go, I'm gonna ask you before we change topics here. Did you ever play the board game Siege? Uh, I do. I don't think I have. No. Okay, Google it real quick, just so you can see what I'm
0: talking about. I, I know, I know of the game.
1: So it, it was like a miniatures game. Where was yeah. um, you, you rolled your dice, you attack the other person's. Um, in this case, they, they had the pirate one, so the pirate ship. Um, but there's also a medieval one, which was really, really cool. This guy had one for 50 bucks. And I was like, I bet you're missing a lot of stuff. He's like, I'm missing one cannonball and one little, um, like a little barricade. And I was so close to buying it because I loved that game. My brother and I played that game all the time. And we didn't even play it properly because the medieval people always fought the pirates Mm -hmm. and like, we just played it on the floor and we would just attack. Mm -hmm. But um, this guy was explaining it to me. He said like the best place to play it is like a pool table. So you put little cups inside your pool, your pool table holes, and then everything's kind of on that turf. So everything's like, or the felt. So you're just sliding it across the table and you're attacking, but everything's all contained. But like the best optimal place to play is like on a six foot table. I thought that was pretty cool. Hmm. Very 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 tempting though. I'll tell you. Very tempting.
0: Yeah, I I've never I've never played it, but uh, I have seen it. It looks looks fun. I I mean, you know, I I think what we need to find is some something to get together and and go explore sometime this year.
1: Uh I'm thinking there's something coming up in April that we can't quite talk about yet. But I will also tell you and I can feel your heart racing because you feel like you're going to be replaced. Our friend Tony loves the
0: one-of-a-kind mall in Woodstock. Loves it. Okay, that's our thing. You can't take anyone else there. (laughs) Emotional damage! Oh my god. That
1: is our place!
0: (laughs) That's all right. You know, that's a, that's the a place that you can go all, like, multi- Like we've gone a few times, and it's been, like, different every time that we've gone.
1: Yeah, so far, you're two for two, though. Yeah. But
0: I also wasn't really looking for anything in particular. I think that's where you can succeed in your uh, adventures of stuff, all right? Like, the last time that we went, uh, you were looking for Rock, what, rock Band 3? Rock three? Band 3, yeah. Right, so you were looking for something specific. So there, there was other things that you had seen that you were interested in in our adventures, but it wasn't what you were looking for. For me, I was just looking for nothing in particular. Everything yeah. and everything and nothing at the same time. Right. Uh, I mean, I there was this Darth Vader helmet phone. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, it was like ninety bucks though, so, but uh, I totally would have I totally would have bought that if I wasn't gonna get in big trouble.
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh I'm like I'm not looking for anything right now at all. The only thing I was looking for at this like collectibles expo was I still would like to find alternate universe Fry and Leela. Mm. The the two pack. Mm. And then I have Almost all like, I don't need the regular Zoidberg, and I don't really need the regular Bender. I have the alternate ones, but I want the alternate Fry and Leon. Right, um, but that's all I was looking for. I just had a good time looking at stuff. Yeah, which is cool. Now, uh, I've I was I was reading on uh, that three letter website this morning that uh, some troubling news on Igan. Igan, yeah. <laughs> um, now, Sony fanboys, buckle up. Because this one, this one's going to sting you guys a little bit, you know. Your superior console, and I'm, I'm using air quotes when I'm saying superior because it's really just like, huh, between that and Mortal Kombat One, it's like the greatest gaming <laughs> console and game of all time in this generation. Ah, here, let me read this to you with some sad. Should, do I have some sad music loaded in here?
0: I don't. I don't know.
1: Um, da, 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 da. I don't think I do. That's too bad. I have the danger zone, though. That's kind of fun. So, <laughs> but, but maybe really, I'll yeah. use this sound. I'll use this sound. <laughs> After sales of the PlayStation 5 <laughs> failed to meet expectations, Sony has said the console is entering the latter stage of its life cycle. Really? People, people were selling kidneys to get this goddamn console a year ago. I know. A friggin' year ago. I... Can't believe it. I truly cannot believe the fact that like I got my PlayStation what two it was like six months after launch, two years ago, three years ago, uh,
0: 2021. Yeah, December. So we're in 2024 now. You got so you yours on December 28th, 2021.
1: There you go. And it came out earlier that year, and uh, it's now at the end of its life cycle, which is probably which we'll talk about in a bit. Um also alluding to why Microsoft said today that the next console that they make is going to just be superior <laughs> to everything that they've just done. Mm-hmm. Get ready, guys. It's just going to be a computer inside a box.
0: Well, wait a second. That's what video game consoles are.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, here's a crazy thing for me anyways. Is it over? <laughs> like I just I don't understand this console. This generation could be the shortest generation we've had. This generation plus the last one, gen- like the Switch, could have outlasted this whole generation, which is also crazy.
0: Yeah. Well. Okay. So typically, like in the past, uh, console generations were what about five years? Mm-hmm. So that was a typical lifespan of 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 uh, the home home gaming stuff. <laughs> Now the thing is is the technology for video games didn't like it advanced quickly, but not to the point where like we are now. I think I think where where developers are right now, they're pushing consoles and they're pushing uh, computer hardware further and further with their games that when you have a a console that you can't expand, right? Like they have to have the the hardware designed at a price point that is accessible, right? That that's that doesn't price a lot of people out of it, right? So yes, the PS5 is expensive at like what $600. But for someone who really wants it if they can't afford it right away, 600 bucks isn't a whole lot to save up even if you put money away like 50 bucks a month, you know, within a year you'll you'll be able to afford the console and by that time there'll be enough games out there that you're you're not stuck buying like you know the Ubisoft launch title right yeah so the the we, we were used to a five-year uh, refresh cycle with the PlayStation PlayStation 2 PlayStation 3 Xbox Nintendo all that stuff um, and then with the ps4 and the xbox one they had more console refreshes within that generation and that lasted longer it was about seven years i believe so still like two years in terms of you know video games and game development and stuff like that is a lot of time for the technology to advance right like if you were to compare say like unreal engine 4 to unreal engine 5 like the tech demos and stuff like that and what those Game engines are capable of. I mean, it's uh, it it's almost not even comparable.
1: One hundred percent,
0: right? But the problem I think that Sony is is uh, running into is that they they release a console that is, they they had to cut certain not features but capabilities out of it. Like it had the 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 hardware of like an entry or mid level gaming system, right? Well, on a PC, you can upgrade your video card separately. Even though like video cards in general are, you know, a good video card now, like a top of line one, costs more than a PlayStation Five or an Xbox Series X, right? Mm -hmm. But you can still do like a refresh every so often. You don't have to buy a whole new computer if you want to upgrade to buy or play different games you can upgrade the cpu you can upgrade the ram separately you can upgrade your video card separately like all that stuff whereas with the console you're you're stuck with what you have right um and i think with the playstation 4 and the xbox one those generations developers were at the point like at the end of it where they were really pushing those consoles so it made sense for you know the playstation 5 and the xbox series x to come out but i think now they are they're pushing the the consoles already even more but they were released limited right because we were promised you know 5k or 5k 4k gaming right well a lot of these uh these games sure we could play them at 4k but they're still only at 30 frames per second right um, and I mean like they have some significant you know like upscaling and and whatnot for this, for some games but you played uh, well, Jedi Fallen Order or Jedi Survivor, right? Yep. So, comparing playing that game in its performance mode versus quality mode, it's it, it's jarring almost playing that game uh, at a thirty frames per second uh, frame rate because it just feels so choppy in comparison to playing it at sixty frames per second. Mm-hmm. And I think in twenty twenty four, you know, four K sixty frames per second should be. The bare minimum, the standard, right? Uh, For for most games, right? So, you know, I think the the sales for the PS5 weren't as as high as they were hoping, right? They they set a a goal of twenty five million PS5s um, during the current fiscal year. So that probably far behind March of twenty twenty five, but now they've lowered it to twenty one million. The shareholders
1: Um, must love that,
0: right? Uh, Apparently, Sony sold 8.2 million PS5s during the third quarter ending December 2023, up from 7.5 million during the same quarter the previous year. So, like, they they sold more because, but there was a a shortage of PS5s for such a long time, right?
1: The thing with the PlayStation 5 that still bothers me to this day. Is when you look at the the word exclusive and what it has, uh, what it means to to gamers. The, these are the the biggest exclusives on the console. Okay, so this is every game released and confirmed so far that are exclusives. Okay, Astro's Playroom. Ha, that's literally a hardware demo.
0: It was a demo. Yeah, um, Demon. Uh, it was really good though, but <laughs> a demo.
1: Demon Souls. Destruction All-Stars, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Final Fantasy XVI, Forspoken, Ghostwire Tokyo, which I believe.
0: Ghostwire Tokyo is now on everything else.
1: Yeah, it's but this was like listed as an exclusive. Right, okay. Um, Marvel Spider-Man Remastered, Marvel, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Ratchet & Clank A Rift Apart, Returnal, The Last of Us Part 1, The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. Uh, Stop me if you've heard me repeat old titles before. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection. Um, Upcoming is Pacific Drive, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Death Stranding 2 on the Beach, Silent Hill 2 Remake, uh, KOTOR Remake, or sorry, The Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, Marvel's Wolverine, Stellar Blade, Marathon, Fair Game,
0: Concord, Sword of the Sea. So what a lot of those games have in common, though, not all of them, but a lot of them, they are games from sony owned developers
1: oh sorry allison is god of war uh, horizon forbidden west yeah Sackboy, boy grand turismo 7 miles morales and stray which okay, is also so, on the xbox
0: yeah stray is now but most of those games were made by companies that have only made games for sony consoles because their studios owned by sony right that's why i said exclusive but yeah but that's the thing though is, right like it I don't think there's, I don't know, there's not enough now days to, like, really keep pushing that console. Like, there's nothing that's really new that's coming out other than, you know, Final Fantasy Seven, what, Rebirth? Like, the second part of the Final Fantasy Seven Remake trilogy? You know, that's coming out, but again, that's still going to be a, uh, not like a, a huge market for that game. Especially for people who uh, haven't played the first one or anything like that or have no interest in that. Um I and I mean like I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to get a a new like the PlayStation 6 in the next 3 years. Um and I'm sure we would get a new Xbox system in the next 3 years as well. Uh or at least a, a refresh of the Xbox Series X. Or if if they want to keep that series naming, they could call it like the Xbox Series ZX. Or something cool like that. I just hated um, that so much. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I think uh, Sony is... I, I have a feeling Sony going to be the first one to release or announce the their next console. Uh, not counting Nintendo. Because we all know like Nintendo has got to announce something this year. Um, but between Microsoft or Sony, I think Sony's going to announce their console... Uh, or at least some sort of like higher powered refresh sooner. Um, because See, they I need to. I don't
1: know. Because the PlayStation portal just came out. They just put a ton of money into their VR. I think it's going to be an iteration, but I don't think it's going to be like a full-on upgrade.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like they need to. I think they're going to be the first ones to announce. Like now, I I guess. A few weeks or a few months ago, we had that leaked Microsoft uh, internal presentation, right? But they haven't officially announced anything from there. But uh, I don't know. I think Sony's playing catch up now because after the the acquisition of uh, Activision Blizzard, right? Like that was a huge blow to Sony, um, just in their their ego sense, not their yeah. Spidey sense. So, I don't know. It's, uh, it would be interesting to see what's going on because if Sony is already announcing that, uh, their console is failing to meet their sales expectations, um, and that it's in its later or the latter years of its life. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a pretty big indicator that uh, of the health of the, the console and their gaming division. And it's, we hear this all the time, like Sony, like the PlayStation name, it has a strong following, right? But the console division does bleed a lot of money. They always release consoles at a loss. So they have to make up a significant number of sales to make up those initial losses. Right? So, I mean, I will tell you this, the, the one thing I like the most about my, uh, PlayStation 5 over my Xbox is that I can upgrade the uh, storage yeah. for a whole lot cheaper. I put a four terabyte M2 SSD in my PS5 and I paid less than 250 for it. Ooh, rich boy. Rich boy. Uh, no, man. That's called buying shit on sale. Um, but still, it's like I won't have to buy or upgrade my storage on that probably for the remainder of me owning that system. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas with my Xbox, you know, you want to get a expansion card and you're looking at, you know, almost $200 just for a one terabyte expansion card. So, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, who's had a a great week though, apparently not Uh. uh, out of Sony then or Microsoft. The people that we
1: clowned on last week in Disney.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say it was a great week. You're going to have to explain this one to me though. Cause
1: <laughs> so, so three major things happened for Disney this week. Two on Valentine's day one X-Men 97 was officially like announced to be rolled out soon, which is going to be great. It's like the remake of the cartoon, but new stories. Fantastic forecast was revealed officially to the internet in like a very cute little comic. Um, We have Pedro Pascal being Reed Richards, which I know you have some thoughts about. Vanessa Kirby for uh, playing Sue Storm. Uh, Ebon Moss Bacharach for Ben Grimm or The Thing. And then Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm. Uh, What are your initial thoughts on the castings? Do you know most of these people?
0: Well, Sean, let me tell you. I do not. (laughs) So the only one I know is Pedro Pascal, but that's because he's in everything now.
1: Okay, Uh, that seemed a little pointed, so you may start with that. (laughs) No, 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 because
0: that's going to be a long rant.
1: Okay, Okay, so so let's start with Sue Storm then. We'll we'll do Pedro
0: last. Who was Sue Storm (laughs) in, in the past?
1: Vanessa Kirby. She is um, the White Widow in Mission Impossible. She played um, Shaw's sister Hattie in Fast and the Furious. Um, She's in a lot of British stuff as well. Um, big big things she's been in are gotcha. Napoleon, um, The World to Come, and Pieces of a Woman. But um, she's like a rising star, yeah, and yeah. and I think she's gonna do really well. And she uh, is
0: what's what's her character in Fantastic Four? Sue Storm. Invisible. Sue Storm. Okay. Yeah. See, here's here's the thing. I don't really know like the characters in Fantastic Four. I know like there's that rock dude. And then there's Mr. Fantastic. Yes. And everyone else is his children or something like that? Like, I don't know It's a relationship between them.
1: So he and Sue Storm get married. Just like in the original movies. Okay. Um that we saw. Um, and Sue Storm and Johnny Storm, or the human torch, are siblings. Now, Johnny Storm is being played by Joseph Quinn. Do you you didn't watch Stranger Things, but he became like an overnight sensation in Stranger Things is Eddie Munson, which was really, really fun. He was also in Game of Thrones for an episode. He hasn't done a lot of work yet, but he's he's growing as well. Okay. Um, he I think he's a really interesting uh, choice for for a character, uh, for sure. And then uh, ebon Moss Bacharach is going to be Ben Grimm or The Thing. Um, he was in a movie I watched the other night. In No Hard Feelings, he was also Arvel Skeen in Andor, which I'm pretty sure was one of the guards um, that helped sneak them in to the compound.
0: No, he was one of the he was one of the rebels.
1: Okay, um, yeah, he, he was in the Bear. Yeah, um, he, he's in. A, I, the I know Punisher. this guy
0: because I watched the Bear. You haven't seen the Bear, have you?
1: No, but I watched No
0: Hard Feelings. Yeah, you should watch the Bear. It's it's a great show. But it, uh, it's on my list. He's a really good actor, I think. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Um, I mean, the things that I've seen him in, he's like always kind of like an angry dude. So I don't know. Maybe that's how the thing's going to be. Maybe (laughs) the thing's going to be kind of an angry dude. I don't know.
1: He kind of was when he got turned into a rock, but Pedro Pascal, okay um you you made a pre-show comment and then i stopped you because i was like i want to hear this live for the first time why on earth would you compare him to the soul that you compared him to
0: because pedro pascal don't okay don't get me wrong i think he's a he's a good actor he's being in a lot of things he's can portray lots of different characters and whatnot but i feel like he is the he is the hollywood star right now that is going to be cast in everything. And I think we're going to run into a problem where we become fatigued of seeing Pedro Pascal. See, and I think I the compared, opposite. I compared it to, uh, how Chris Pratt, uh, he's so cool. <laughs> was in everything for so long. Uh, and he kind of came up from, you know, humble beginnings, right? Uh, what was it like? Uh, community, Parks yeah. and Recreation. Pedro. <laughs> Parks- no, no. Chris Pratt. He started oh, yeah. Parks and Recreation, right? That he did. Yes. Kind of, you know, a one off thing, and then he got his big shot in movies, or or really, like came to like the big screen uh, as uh, Star Lord, right? Yes, and that was like his big first movie. Yeah. Right, and then Jurassic Park, and then he was in like a lot of like other. Uh, other big movies and he I I feel like he, he was one of these characters or sorry one of these actors that was cast in a lot of stuff because he was that big that, that big name that household name that everyone knew right kind of like how Dwayne the Rock Johnson you know? Not even comparable. <laughs> so. no, 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 but no, but like he's he's cast in movies, and you know that that movie is going to sell because of him. You know what I mean? Like it's not necessarily that the movie is any good; it's because he's one of the 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 title characters or title actors. I feel like we we got this from Chris Pratt, where he was like in absolutely everything, and now when people or something's announced with him in it, people kind of grumble and roll their eyes and be like, okay, that guy.
1: All right. So I'm going to do a little comparison for you here and I'm going to rip through two lists. So you just have to say seen it or not seen it. Okay. Hold
0: on to your butts.
1: Hold on to your buttholes. All right. So this is Chris Pratt's career and you tell me where you think his big break hit. Okay. And then how he exploded. Not that I will ever defend Chris Pratt like insanely, but you've brought up an interesting point. So I want to see how many of these things you've seen before his big break okay number mm-hmm. one curse part three never Just, heard of it. you can say yes or no and count on one uh, <laughs> count on your fingers how many
0: you've seen <laughs> count on one finger which I've seen okay
1: <laughs> uh, the huntress no the extreme team no strangers with candy yes okay so path with a uh, path of destruction
0: Uh, no
1: the TV show Everwood. no he was on 89 episodes of that for the record the OC. I, I've never seen it, but I've
0: heard of it. So that's a no.
1: That's okay. nine <laughs> episodes. Uh, Walk the Talk. No. Uh, the Batman. He was in one episode as a voice. That doesn't count. Doesn't count. Uh, Wieners. N- no. Um, Wanted.
0: Yes. I've, yes. He was the guy that got his teeth smashed with the the, uh, the keyboard.
1: Yep. Bride Wars.
0: Uh No. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen that one. Um I mean in my defense I probably I might have seen some of these, but the titles aren't aren't popping in.
1: Alright, Deep in the Valley. Me. No. Jennifer's Body. Yeah. Uh The Multi Hyphenate. Uh no. Uh Ben Ten Alien Comic Destruction. No. Uh Take Me Home Tonight.
0: No. Like hmm? maybe later. Moneyball. <laughs> uh never seen it.
1: Oscar nominated film right there.
0: Yeah, you watch it on the toilet. I know.
1: No, I've wa- I watch it on the plane. I watch it all the time. Um, <laughs> Parks and Rec. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, I've seen it. Like so, yeah. this is
1: this is where I'm going to say he he started kind of taking off. Okay, so we got Parks and Rec. That is 2011.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: After he just did Moneyball at the same time. Okay,
0: mm-hmm.
1: five year engagement.
0: No. no.
1: Okay. Um, Zero Dark Thirty.
0: Yes. Movie 43? Yes. Uh, Her? Uh, yes.
1: Delivery Man? I don't think so. So it was before Guardians, he really started taking off. Um, then the Lego movie, he did the voice yes. of Emmett Burkowski the same year he did Guardians 1. And then it's Jurassic World, um, Gem and the Holograms, The Magnificent Seven, Guardians 2, Guardians 3, Avengers, blah, 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 blah. He was in that really bad Amazon movie that you loved so much. He got a Pixar film and onward, Thor: Love and Thunder, and now he has seven things in production as well, including Cowboy Ninja Viking, which I think could be hilarious if it's anything like the game. Um, Garfield, The Terminal, uh, The Terminal List, Dark Wolf, um, which I I didn't think I didn't watch The Terminal List, but he's a, so it's a movie for it or a TV series for it. Okay, Pedro Pascal. Okay, so you you saw about seven of those before his break. Okay, um. or you're his. Or it was, it was four or five before his, like,
0: 2014 break. Uh, I saw, like, four up to Parks and Rec, including.
1: So Pedro has been around for time. And unfortunately, I don't think he was as lucky. Because he was in TV shows nonstop mm-hmm. early in mm-hmm. his career. Downtown, Undressed, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Touched by an Angel. These are all one episode one-offs. Yeah, NYPD yeah. Blue. First movie he did was earth versus the spider, uh, as goth guy. Um, he was in the movie sisters. He was in episodes of without a trace law and order, law and order, criminal intent, nurse, Jackie, the good wife lights out. Uh, the adjustment bureau was his first like bigger movie he was in. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he played a major D so he didn't even play like a, a role. He played like a, a small role. Okay. Um, Charlie's Angels, the TV series, two thousand eleven. Wonder Woman, the TV movie, two thousand eleven. Body of Proof, another episode, just like this. Don't stop. Mm-hmm. His first What's your point. M- his first. <laughs> he's not. He's not compared to Chris Pratt. The no, first no, 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 no. movie I... he was in where he did like something big was Kingsman: The Golden Circle or The Equalizer two. Mm-hmm. He didn't get his break. Like he was in episodes of
0: Community, which was kind of fun. I'm not. I'm not saying that they're. They're. Upbringing, upbringing like they're I'm not saying that they are similar in this the way that they got their break but I'm saying that we are getting a. there's so much stuff coming out or there has been with Pedro Pascal in there right and don't get me wrong I, I prefer I would rather watch a movie or a show with him in it than Chris Pratt but I fear that he is going to be one of, he's one of those people that because he is so well known now, right? That studios are going to cast him in these major roles because people are going to go to the movie to see him. We've had such bad luck with superhero movies over the last two years. Right. And I think, feel like there was a lot of rumors about who could be cast for uh, the Fantastic Four. I know who John Krasinski or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, Reed, there was Reed a, Richards. Yeah. Like there was a, a lot of uh, talks about having him in that role after what was it? Uh, uh, the babysitting movie with uh, Dr. Strange where he babysat that girl. What the Doctor Strange and the the the, uh, the multiverse of madness? Multiverse of madness. Yeah, he, he was just babysitting. <laughs> he was just babysitting her the whole time. Um, so I I feel like part of the decision to cast him in this role was to get butts in the seats in the theaters.
1: I I wouldn't disagree. Like aside from a like Game of Thrones and a few other little bitty things that he did, like Game of Thrones was huge. But Mandalorian put him on the map and then what made him stick to that map is The Last of Us. There's no way around that because you got to see him outside of the mask. The Mandalorian mm-hmm. voice is iconic. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if you if I played an audio clip at Trivia, like who is his voice? People would be like, that is the Mandalorian. That is Din Djarin, Right? I don't care that he has a bunch of stuff kind of going on right now. This is awesome. He's going to be playing Mark and Tropico the Last of Us season two, Fantastic Four. Like, there's not a lot of stuff going on, but like, I don't I know, think but, we're going to be oversaturated I, by Pedro. I think I, we're I, over oversaturated by all the Chris's.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just fear that this is how the 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 industry goes, right? Like, they get one person that's in the spotlight, and then it's like that's all you get.
1: But that's that's the cost of booking popularity. The Last of Us changed the way people look at him.
0: Have you seen the, what's his, uh, the, oh shit, what's the guy's name? Uh, Nicholson, not Jack Nicholson, the other guy, off Two-Face. He was, he was lots of movies. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Why can't I think of the guy's name? Tommy Lee Jones? No. Um, or he was in Face-Off. Uh, John Travolta, no Nicolas Cage. That's <laughs> yeah. See, but like he's oversaturated. No, 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 no. no. Uh, the movie with with Nicholas Cage, uh, the unbearable weight of what is it? The enormous weight talent. of massive talent. Yeah, unbearable weight of massive talent. Have you seen that movie? No. Uh, I highly recommend it. It is actually such a good movie. It's literally Nicholas pa- Cage playing himself. Um, and Pedro Pascal plays, uh, I don't know, like a drug lord. Uh, but it's it's actually so funny.
1: Oh, that's that whole meme where they're driving down the road. Yeah, they're driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It's and, it's actually so good.
1: And there's a song from The Last of Us. Yeah,
0: yeah. But okay, you you know what? Uh, I'm I'm weary about the Fantastic Four. But mind you, also I've never really been a big Fantastic Four fan, so. I don't know. I'll go see it in theaters if it's getting good reviews, but I'm not going to necessarily.
1: That's because they keep right. rebooting it, and remaking it with worse people. This is
0: like the fourth time. Um, uh,
1: do you know what else they're making though? And this is what capped off Disney's week. They have now the highest viewed tw- um, movie trailer in 24 hours, surpassing Spider-Man, no way home in Deadpool and Wolverine. And I've watched that trailer probably 15 times, maybe really? 20. I think I watched
0: it twice.
1: Dude, I just like looking for all the
0: details. And I stopped watching it halfway through the second time. Wow, you suck. <laughs> I mean, it does look good, but uh it's it, it'll be interesting. It will be very interesting to see how this movie does because it literally just rips it they they rip on Disney in the trailer.
1: I don't think it's ripping on it. I think it's identifying that he's going to fix the MCU. He makes that joke.
0: Well, that's the thing, though. It's it's ripping, making fun of. It's the same thing, like the fact that they he had to fight. Uh, Ryan Reynolds had to fight to get this movie made, right? Um, even though Deadpool one and two both did very well.
1: This one, I don't think he had to fight for much at all. They knew it was going to happen. It was just what would what would Disney allow? I think, yeah, I think. But it's... that's what
0: I mean. Like he had to like with with Disney being very like kind of conservative and only pushing boundaries a little bit right you know what i mean like they want to play it safe whereas the deadpool character and those movies have never played it safe it's always been very kind of out there and and well they've both been what rated r the last two so this was uh the fact that this movie is being made and with Apparently, or, you know, as far as we know, Ryan Reynolds happy with how things are going. Um, We get Wolverine in there in the OG like yellow Wolverine costume, which is even better. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I think, though, the one downside to this is that uh, this movie is that if you haven't watched Loki, you are going to miss out on a significant portion of what's going on in this movie.
1: Loki season one and Loki season two, and
0: yeah, both seasons, yeah,
1: because you learn about the void in which everything kind of goes, um, yeah, which is clearly where some of these fights are. I'm fairly certain, um, like I know there were some rumors on the internet that people thought it was like in Sokovia where the Avengers fought in Age of Ultron, but I'm fairly sure that that one fight happens where Logan dies in Logan, like oh, the, yeah. it looked like yeah. the Canadian, like you know, how they called it the Canadian border. Yeah, I think that's the same, but I, I, I don't know.
0: Except for anyone who knows Canada, that wasn't anything remotely close to Canada. Yeah,
1: there'd be like seven thousand more trees.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, it'll be it'll be interesting. Now, one thing that really did stand out that I think is a uh, a big improvement is the TVA uh, costumes. They yeah, look they- so much. They yeah. look so much cooler <laughs> in uh, in Deadpool three, the trailer. Uh, it'll be good. Like I, I, I'm sure that movie will do very well. I'm, is it going to save the MCU? I don't know.
1: So here, here are my thoughts because I don't really want to talk a lot about Deadpool until we do like a trailer breakdown, which we could do next week. Um, what one thing I do think is going to happen, which could be scary, is everything we wanted out of the multiverse of madness, right? We Mm -hmm. wanted all these cameos. We wanted these versions of spider because Spider-Man already did this with Spider-Man, Spider-Man and Spider-Man. What could happen is a lot of cameos. Like people think John Krasinski might appear. People think that um, because he saw Captain America in the trailer, it'd be funny if Chris Evans appeared as Johnny storm. Um, You might see some X-Men cameos, there's, there's rumors out there that Taylor Swift is going to be in the movie because they're close friends. His wife could be Lady Deadpool for a scene. There's so much going on that I hope that the movie isn't oversaturated with guest stars,
0: which is yeah, it's very it, possible. It takes away from the movie when it's like that, right?
1: But they also allude to it in the trailer with the Secret Wars comic just laying there. So, like, we know things are coming.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like it's cool that they like incorporated the fact that they kept Vanessa alive, but <clears throat> she calls him buddy. So
0: like, yeah, did,
1: did she stay alive? But they just didn't stay together because of the course of time.
0: Who knows? Don't you ever call your significant other buddy
1: all the time? I'm like, yo, yeah,
0: what's up, buddy? Yeah. Hey, bud. What's up, bud? <laughs> How are you doing? We'll <laughs> do
1: more Deadpool next week. We promise. Yeah. Well, we want to talk about quickly um, because it's still in the early information stages and we we held out as long as we could to record this episode, but all those Microsoft rumors were poopy.
0: Were debunked. My,
1: yeah, Microsoft is not shutting down their console division. In fact, they did mention that they are going to be in a position where they are going to, um, what you might call it, develop an even bigger, more powerful console, which is crazy. Um, the thing that they really alluded to is the fact that they're going to have four games which they didn't announce but the internet was really good at figuring out based off the clues they dropped um and shout out to charlie intel who usually gets all this stuff pretty quickly um they they announced that four games are going to be multi-platform and one game that we talked about last week on the show was hi-fi rush and how we thought it would easily translate to nintendo Mm -hmm. and lo and behold
0: that game is on the list. Well, it, yeah, it's it's not confirmed, obviously, but it's yeah. Just everyone, just make sure you take what we say as uh, still rumors.
1: Yeah, just I think I think some of them are more confirmed than others. Um, everybody kind of thought hi Five Rush was going to be one of the titles because it was the one that leaked in the email, so we knew that one. The other three that are are listed here are Pentiment, which I've never actually played but it's an Xbox exclusive sea of thieves, which David and I did mention we thought would look fairly good on the switch. Don't know how it would do on PlayStation, but it would really increase the player pool. Mm -hmm. And the other one that I honestly forgot about because I played it in early access and then it released was grounded. Mm -hmm. Now the one thing that Phil Spencer said in the, their conversation was they wanted to take titles that were well over a year old, that are strong in their life cycle. That well, he ha- said
0: t- two of the titles are over a year old.
1: Oh, he said all four were over a year Oh, were they? No, okay. Yeah. Um, which would make sense, because looking up all those games, they all came yeah, out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they wanted games that were strong in their lifestyle cycle, had strong player bases, and they wanted to increase the player base. Mm-hmm. And... Hi-Fi Rush was a cool concept. I didn't play it for very long because I don't really like rhythm button measure games, especially when they're combined. Um, But Grounded, I thought would have been great if I could have played with all my friends. And Sea of Thieves is a fantastic game that died off, came back, died off, came back. Mm -hmm. And maybe this will breathe more life into that game.
0: And I feel like the, the choice to bring Sea of Thieves... To PlayStation uh, and Nintendo Switch. Hell, it, even if they just bring it to PlayStation, um, it's one hundred percent based off of the decision. We guaranteed it's based off of the decision to increase the player base, right? Like to to get more people playing that game because that is a game that is a game as a service, right? Like they've we've been playing it. I remember playing in the closed beta, right? And, and we played it a lot. Uh, when it first came out, when really there wasn't a whole lot to do, you just kind of kept searching for treasure and stuff like that. And and since then, over the last few years, like they've really, really updated the game and added a ton of features. And it feels like a completely different game now than when we first played it. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to to put that one on PlayStation with uh, with hi-fi rush that's just a single player game as far as i know so i mean i think it probably just didn't sell as well on uh, the xbox as they were hoping and uh, it's a unique enough game that i think would sell well on both playstation 5 and switch so that could have been part of the decision for that one
1: i still say this one scream switch it's not even close
0: yeah um i don't know too much about the other one the pen, pen pentiment game um but then with Grounded, I remember that game was in early access for so long, I dabbled in it a little bit um, on Xbox. But again, it's one of those games that you like it's, it's more fun when you play it with people. Um, and I think it just probably didn't take off as well as Microsoft was hoping for. So again, releasing that game uh, cross-platform or on multi-platform, is a decision to increase a player base.
1: Yeah. And the other games that are rumored are Microsoft Flight Simulator, um, which, you know what? I'm, I'd be okay with that one going. Like I, I wouldn't be hurt um, by that Gears of War and Doom. Now, Gears of War is where it gets a little dicey for me. Because Gears of War is a core pillar to the Xbox um, family. If you're giving that up, what are you getting? Are you just giving it up to allow PlayStation to have it? Are you trading for man spider? What are you doing? Cause like, I don't think you're making that trade or you're not offering that up without something like with flight simulator. You're not going to be like, Oh, we'll take Gran Turismo because we already have Forza. Everybody knows Forza is better. Even Gran mm-hmm. Turismo knows Forza is better. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're making a trade. You're like, Oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe we want to crack at Spider-Man too. spider Man's already on PC. So, Why not? I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to think of like the logical move that they can make. If these are the next three rumored ones over the next like two years, what are you getting out of it? Or like, do you think you're going to grow your fan base with gears?
0: I can't, I honestly can't see Sony trading. Right. Um, Sony is going to obviously get a portion of sales of these games on their console. So it's like, okay, sure, you want to publish this stuff on on the PlayStation Five, by all means, but we're going to c- take thirty percent of those sales, yeah. right? Uh, but why would they give up something to give Microsoft money, right? So, like Sony fought tooth and nail to try and block Microsoft from buying Activision Blizzard, right? Yeah, so like, why? So would why are they, they giving it up, right? So, but why would why would Sony then offer something in in exchange for uh, an Xbox? Exclusive game. So this right. is
1: where my second thought kind of comes in. Is it could be just a money play to 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 find like a few extra revenue streams. And it was also a little bit of a, an, a gentleman's agreement when Activision was finally closed. Because like, obviously, Sony is just still so upset about the fact that it was allowed to happen. And with the news today that... Um, Microsoft is going to be putting all first-party games on Game Pass right away, including Call of Duty, which is crazy. I'll never have to buy a Call of Duty game again. I know. Um, That's wild to me. Like Activision, Blizzard, Bethesda, everything's going to be day one. Fuck yeah. It's going to be great. Get ready for your Game Pass to be like $50 a month, not $50 for three months, but...
0: <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I think there's a limit to how much they can charge per month. Um, I could see a co- a, a price Going increase. Going to, like, 20 I mean, a month? I mean, uh, Sony increased the cost of uh, PlayStation Plus, all of their tiers. Um, and, but I, I feel like the value isn't there as much uh, compared to Game Pass. Um, but, I mean ultimately what this they called it a podcast. It was just a kind of a round table. It was a 23 minute video that you can watch on YouTube. If you want to watch the whole thing. Um, but ultimately what this was is just Microsoft's way of kind of putting out some of those rumor rumor fires, right. Um, easing the gaming community's mind that Microsoft is still in it for creating games and, and, uh, releasing consoles and stuff like that. Um, and I feel like since especially since uh, Phil Spencer kind of took on as the CEO of uh, Xbox, um, his vision for the consoles, for the company and for just games in general and the gaming community has always been a very positive inclusive one. and he even said it in there when we all play together, we win. Uh, I don't know if you if you've looked at have you, you opened your uh, 20th anniversary Xbox controller?
1: Uh yeah, I looked at it once. Actually mine might so, still be sealed. I think I looked at somebody else's though.
0: So on the inside of the uh battery cover, yeah. It actually says when we all play together we win. We all win or something like that, and it's signed by Phil Spencer. Which is kind of cool. It's a testament that like they're not like yes, at the end of the day they're a company and they want to make money, right? But they're they're not doing it at the expense of like, isolating their player base. Right? Like yeah. they're making it so that it's that their games are accessible wherever. And they've said that multiple times during this uh this announcement as well. Like they want to make it so that you can play your game on whatever device with whoever. Um, you know, one of the big advantages with the Xbox is their play anywhere. Right? So you buy a game on Xbox and you can play it on PC. Uh, and your saves transfer over. It's allowed me to play uh, call of duty on my xbox uh one x or my series x and you know i i don't have to worry about you know starting over or unlocking new stuff or starting from scratch right like and same thing with like other games that i have so uh you know it, it was funny seeing a lot of the rumors and people's opinions and stuff like that um about a week ago, when some of all these rumors were kind of going around, and people were thinking that Microsoft was going to be uh, leaving the console business altogether, uh, I saw that someone had posted this like little meme. It was a Simpsons. Uh, it was a Simpsons meme. Um, it was, I think it was from Treehouse of Horrors or something like that.
1: Come where, join us!
0: Yeah, where Bart and uh, Homer are sitting on the couch, and they're like, "Come join us, Lisa," or whatever. So they have uh, the Atari and Sega logo. At the the top with uh, Bart and Homer and, and Homer's padding on the uh, on the couch, and Lisa is the Xbox logo and things. There's still room for one more, and it's like, okay, like this is what the 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 hardcore fanboys are hoping for, right? So the, the comments that uh, one person had posted was saying, ha ha, I love this. I had a feeling this was happening years ago, but hey, I won't miss your system if you truly go and can't say that there are any of their games I would really want on another platform that really interests me. But now you joined join once great system makers on the shelf. It, it, it's just kind of funny because this just kind of shows the divide of the gaming community still. Yeah. Right, we still have those hardcore fanboys that are just like, you know, I hate this console so much, they can't do anything right, this company's bad. But if it wasn't for competition, like exclusivity, yes, it's bad, but it's also good at the same time. Because what it does is it pushes other companies to create good games, right? To to create something for their console, for their system that it's like, you know what, we have this thing, it's amazing, you want to play it, you need to buy our system. Right. Sony does it and it sells PlayStations. Yeah. Right. Like if Sony didn't have, or if Sony and Microsoft didn't have exclusive games, hell, it will throw Nintendo into the mix. If all three companies didn't have exclusive games and all the games were, that were out there were on everything, you wouldn't need to buy every console to play every game. You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't, you would have the games, that, the systems that your friends play because it's like, you know what? I'm going to buy an Xbox because it comes with a controller. And then when I go over to my friend's place, I can bring that controller.
1: It hey, wasn't the dream by all mothers that it was all Nintendo all the time. It was all Nintendo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's always turn the t- Nintendo off and do your chores. So,
1: where I'm going to leave this because we're going to get more information even after we record this podcast is Microsoft is fine. They're giving up four games because they want to, they want to grow their market. And that's that. Good for them um wh- when it comes to the grand like the bigger scheme of things just play what you want to play enjoy video games uh also that episode of the simpsons was when lisa thought she was becoming dumb because she had the simpsons gene oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah yeah um i i like relooked at the meme i was like nope that's definitely what that is so yeah um just before we go see uh scene on screen trivia hosted at twb on Wednesday, February 21st is going to be a new topic. We are doing DreamWorks. But I've been thinking, and I don't want to mislead you guys, but we are doing DreamWorks as a whole to start things off. The reason why is because I had a lot of requests for Shrek. So I'm going to do a Shrek round. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm doing a general um, DreamWorks movies based off the IMDb... um, descriptions which is a popular round that we have but it's not just dreamworks animation um i do have a fun audio round that i've never done before so it'll be it'll be a good time and then what i was thinking about doing is two soundtrack um rounds one animated um and some of like their original films and then one a little bit more difficult so um, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to to do DreamWorks because I think if we open the vault for DreamWorks, there's going to be a lot more opportunity, much like we do our Disney one. So um, those are your kind of like hints and clues. We'll have something posted in the coming days, which will be fun as well. But, so, so
0: it's not just DreamWorks animation. It's all of the DreamWorks studio that, stuff. That is
1: That is correct. And when we start doing... The trivia, you'll kind of get the vibe, but DreamWorks has a lot of films that have really good um, original music, which is great. Like um, Dreamgirls is an example, right? So there, there's a lot of stuff to choose from, and I, I wanted to expand it a little bit because the soundtrack is pretty diluted if you're just looking at, like, uh, The Prince of Egypt, The Road to El Dorado. Um, mm-hmm. Shrek one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, How to Train Your Dragon a million. So like they do a lot of the same things Disney does, and I don't want to like confuse people. So I want I want it to be like a good entryway into DreamWorks as we as we grow with DreamWorks because I think it'll be a really fun thing to do.
0: Well, apparently DreamWorks Studio or DreamWorks Animation has released forty-seven movies. So
1: they have. I, I have a. a, a S-
0: study up folks because that's just the tip of the iceberg.
1: Well, we are doing a shrek round, so I like in a shrek one only. So it it'll be a good time, I promise. I just I I wanted to include some of this great music because some of the music rounds are very very fun. So that's what I want to do.
0: You but, know what uh what uh, usually comes on at parties when I house them? Uh the Shrek soundtrack.
1: Oh, I, I was going <laughs> to say Bushes of Love.
0: Yeah, that, that usually comes out too.
1: Excellent. Well, that is it for this episode. I'm cutting it off there. Uh, we want to thank you all for listening. Check us out wherever you ch- check out your podcast. Find us on Instagram. Find us on on Facebook. Find us wherever you want to find us because we're around hanging out. We're nowhere. everywhere. We're everywhere. and Nowhere at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> for myself. Wow. Well, well, He's we very nice. And David. That Hansel's so hot right now. We want to thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast.